Love and light, everybody. It's your local center, Saved by Grace, Moonbeams. Uh, pray your day is going well. Mine's going all right, you know. Could be better, but it could be worse. So I'm grateful and appreciative. We are getting back here in Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray. And we're going to chapter four. Let's get it. Abide in Christ as the branch in the vine. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. The book of John. It was in connection with the parable of the vine that our Lord first used the expression, abide in me. That parable, so simple and yet so rich in its teachings, gives us the best and most complete illustration of the meaning of our Lord, of our Lord's command and the union to which he invites us. The parable teaches us the nature of that union. The connection between the vine and the branch is a living one. No external temporary union will suffice. No work of man can affect it. The branch, whether an original or an engrafted one, is such only by the creator's own work, in virtue of which the life, the sap, the fatness, and the fruitfulness of the vine can communicate themselves to the branch. And just so it is with the believer too. His union with his Lord is no work of human wisdom or human will, but an act of God by which the closest and most complete life union is affected between the Son of God and the sinner. God, God hath sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, the same Spirit which dwelt and still dwells in the Son, becomes the life of the believer in the unity of that one spirit and the fellowship of the same life which is in Christ. He is, he is one with him. As between the vine and the branch, it is a life union that makes them one. <clears throat> Excuse me. The parable teaches us the completeness of the union. So close is the union between the vine and the branch that each is nothing without each other, that each is holy and only for one for the other. Without the vine, the branch can do nothing. To the vine, it owes its right. To the vine, it owes its right of place in the vineyard, its life and its fruitfulness. And so the Lord says, without me, ye can do nothing. The believer can each day believe a pleasing to God. The believer can each day be pleasing to God only in that which he does through the power of Christ dwelling in him. The daily inflowing of the life sap of the Holy Spirit is the only power to bring forth fruit. He lives alone in him and is for each moment dependent on him alone. Without the branch, the vine can also do nothing. A vine without a branch can bear no fruit. No less indispensable than the vine to the branch is the branch to the vine. Such is the wonderful condensation condens of the grace of Jesus, that just as his people are dependent on him, he has made himself dependent on them. Without his disciples, he cannot dispense his blessing to the world. He cannot offer sinners the grapes of the 
heavenly Canaan. Marvel not, it is not his own appointment, and this is the high honor to which he has called his redeemed ones that as indispensable as he is to them in heaven that from him their fruit may be found so indispensable are they to him on earth that through them his fruit may be found believers meditate on this until your soul bows to worship in presence of the mystery of the perfect union between christ and the believers y'all i'm sorry about that i was struggling to get through that little spot right there thank you for sticking with me if you did there's more as neither vine nor branch is anything without the other so is neither anything except for the other all the vine possesses belongs to the branches the vine does not gather from the soil its fatness and its sweetness for itself all it has is at the disposal of the branches as it is as it is the parent so it is the servant of the branches and jesus to whom we owe our life how completely does he give himself to us for us and to us the glory thou gavest me i have given them he believeth in me the works that i do shall he also do and greater works shall he do all his fullness and all his riches are for thee, O believer. For the vine does not live for itself, keeps nothing for itself, but exists only for the branches. All that Jesus is in heaven, he is for us. He has no interest there separate from ours. As our representative, he stands before the Father. And all the branch possesses belongs, and all the branch possesses belongs to the vine. The branch does not exist for itself, but to bear fruit that can proclaim the excellence of the vine. It has no reason to, no reason of existence except to be of service to the vine, glorious image of the calling of the believer and the entireness of his consecration to the service of his Lord. As Jesus gives himself so wholly over to him, he feels himself urged to be wholly his Lord's. Every power of his being, every moment of his life, every thought and feeling belong to Jesus. That from him and for him he may bring forth fruit as he realizes what the vine is to, to the branch and what the branch is meant to be to the vine. He feels that he has but one thing to do, to think of and to live for, and that is the will, the glory, the work, the kingdom of his blessed Lord, the bringing forth of the fruit to the glory of his name. <clears throat> Excuse me. The parable teaches us the object of the union. The branches are for the fruit and fruit alone. Every branch that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. The branch needs leaves for the maintenance of its own life and the perfection of its fruit. The fruit itself it bears to give away to those around. As the believer enters into his calling as a branch, he sees that he has to forget himself and to live entirely for his fellow men, to love them, to seek for them, and to save them. Jesus came. 
For this, every branch on the vine has to live as much as the vine itself. It is for fruit, much fruit, that the Father has made us one with Jesus. Wondrous parable of the vine, unveiling the mysteries of the divine love, of the heavenly life, of the world of the Spirit. How little have I understood thee, Jesus, the living vine in heaven, and I the living branch on earth. How little have I understood how great my need, but also how perfect my claim to all his fullness. How little understanding, how great his need, but also how perfect his claim to my emptiness. Let me in its beautiful light study the wondrous union between Jesus and his people until it becomes to me the guide into full communion with my beloved Lord. Let me listen and believe until my whole being cries out, Jesus is indeed to me the true vine, bearing me, nourishing, nourishing me, supplying me, using me, and filling me to the full to make me bring forth fruit abundantly. Then shall I not fear to say, I am indeed a branch of Jesus, the true vine abiding in him, resting on him, waiting for him, serving him, and living only that through me too, he may show forth the riches of his grace and give his fruit to a perishing world. That is something indeed right there. We have to learn and remember that everything that we're supposed to do after salvation, after we come out from the world, it's not from our own strength. It's from the spirit of the Lord working through us. It is even a verse that says, I don't remember it word for word, but something along the lines of this, it's not by might and it's not by strength, but it's by the spirit of God that things actually take place. And that's something that we have to remember. Pray for that spirit. Pray for that indwelling. You know, spend time with the Lord. Spend time in the word until we are filled and transformed. Like it says, and then this fruit, we can actually bear this fruit being the branches of the true vine, you know? It is when we try thus to understand the meaning of the parable that the blessed command spoken in connection with it will come to us and and it will come to us in its true power. The thought of what the vine is to the branch and Jesus to the believer will give new force to the words abide in me. It will be as if he says, think soul, how completely I belong to thee. I have joined myself inseparably to thee. All the fullness and fatness of the vine are thine and very deed. Now thou once art in me. Be assured that all I have is wholly thine. It is my interest and my honor to have thee a fruitful branch. Only abide in me. Thou art weak, but I am strong. Thou art poor, but I am rich. Only abide in me. Yield thy wholly to me, to my teachings and rule. Simply trust my love, my grace, my promise. Only believe. I am wholly thine. I am the vine. Thou art the branch. Abide in me. What sayest thou, O my soul? Shall I longer hesitate or withhold consent? Or shall I not, instead of thinking how hard and how difficult it is to live like a branch of the true vine, because I thought of it as something I had to accomplish. 
shall I now, not now, begin to look upon it as the most blessed and joyful thing under heaven? Shall I not believe that now I once am in him? He himself will keep me and enable me to abide. On my part, abiding is nothing but the acceptance of my position, the consent to be kept there, the surrender of faith to be strong. Vine is still holding onto the feeble branch. Yes, I will. I do abide in thee, blessed Lord Jesus. O Savior, how unspeakable is thy love. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. I can only yield myself to thy love with the prayer that day by day thou wouldst unfold to me somewhat of its precious mysteries. And so encourage and strengthen thy loving this disciple to do what his heart longs to do indeed, ever only holy to abide in thee. Mm. And that is the end of chapter four. Enjoy. God bless. As always, thank you for the fellowship. I hope you enjoyed. I enjoyed having you. Please stay tuned for the next chapter of Abide in Christ. As always, again, I love you and so does Jesus. Peace.